There's the reality of the ultimate sacrifice. It's so close to home. At our house, he is the known. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to That VoiceOver Podcast, the show for and about the voiceover industry. I'm Stephen Cox. Joe Stanley, my guest, is the Executive Vice President and Director of Broadcast Programming at Daily Advertising in Los Angeles. He has decades of experience in the ad world, working in TV, radio, and print, and has even done his turn occasionally behind the mic himself. He's a good man, and I'm happy to welcome him to the show. Joe Stanley, uh, thanks for being on That VoiceOver Podcast. Stephen, nice to be here. Now, most of us VO types really only get to see the finished product that needs voiceover, uh, but a lot goes into creating an ad and specifically an ad campaign. So give us a brief overview of what's involved. Now, you, you start with a pitch and it kind of goes from there, right? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, the, the, what we come up with is based on discussions with the client, something they want to sell, what do they want to move, what are they going to talk about today. And then we pitch ideas, and uh, they make uh, selections of the ideas, and it's, it's all based on the strategy that's, that, that we've uh, you know, uh, partnered with them on and, and come up together. Um, so we pitch the ideas. They love them or they hate them. We go back, refine them. Uh, they uh, ultimately buy an idea, and then we start moving forward. And depending on what the project is, uh, you know, obviously if it's for radio, we just start working on voices and casting and, and those sorts of things. If it's for TV, we start working with directors and editors and music houses and all that, as well as voiceover. So um, we go through the process, and, and, and it's pretty much the same for everything, whether it's production companies or editing companies or even voiceovers. I mean, we, we look for people that are appropriate to the particular project that we're doing in terms of directors, you know, a certain genre that they're experienced in, whether it's uh, uh, you know, working with actors or it's action or it's special effects or animation. We'll obviously go the same direction, you know, the same sort of uh, criteria for editing companies. Um, music, you know, obviously somebody that we've maybe worked with before, somebody's got the, you know, the talent and the chops to do whatever it is we need to, to uh, get the music that we want. Right. And in terms of voiceovers, um, it really, sometimes we, we wait until the end product, you know, until we have a, a rough cut done uh, to know where the spot comes out. Because initially you go in and everybody's got expectations and you think you know certain things are going to work, but like anything else, any creative process, it evolves. And so uh, a lot of times the voiceover will be the you know one of the last things that we do you know we'll obviously use a temp voice while we're cutting but it'll be the last thing we do because it, it, certain things will come out of the edit that say well we need somebody a little bit stronger we need somebody a little bit more uh, uh empathetic we need you know whatever it is will come out of the of the cut and uh, so at that time we'll start looking for voiceovers and put calls out and uh with casting directors uh looking for a certain type of person that we want. In some cases, you know, it, it like with with uh radio uh specifically, sometimes obviously it starts with the voice and so you start auditioning right away. And uh and in fact in the audition process uh a lot <laughs> you learn a lot mm -hmm. in the audition process because writers write and they think it's brilliant and then as as actors try to perform it, certain things come out about uh, certain things work, certain things don't, and so in that case, we'll actually start with the you know with the uh, voiceover audition process. In collaboration with the clients that you're working with, uh, what sort of input does the client have in terms of the the voice selection? Is it sort of a a fifty fifty collaboration between the agency and the client in terms of selecting what they what they're looking for in terms of a voice, or does it vary? 
Yeah, it varies. It depends on the client and, and their involvement and how much they, they, you know, how hands-on they are in a specific project. I would say most of the time they will leave it up to us to make recommendations as to, to what kind of voice we want and then ultimately a recommended voice or, or a couple, three voices that we put in front of them to say, here's the direction we want to go, here's the audition, here's, the, here's how they sound, and here's how the copy sounds with their voice. And, and then you know, then we work it out together and they, they pick A, B, or C, you know, or we'll make an argument why we should only go with A and like that. So it really depends on the project. Now, when you sit down to actually listen to the reads, and oftentimes now uh, in this day and age with Voice Bank, there can be many, many, even up into the hundreds. Uh, how do you prepare yourself for that process? I know that it's got to be a very difficult thing to kind of keep fresh and to listen to each audition as on an individual basis without it all kind of blurring together in your head. Yeah, we'll try to minimize that and, and actually specify that we don't want a hundred voices, you know, um, because we just physically don't have the time to to listen, and uh, so that's why we'll work with uh, uh, casting directors, or even even if we've done voice bank, we'll we'll put out, you know, we'll try to limit the amount of people that we get back, or limit the agents that we talk to, uh, and uh, to, to get voices because it can, after a while, it's just your your brain goes dead. I'm sure uh, it would have to, yeah, start sounding the same. But for me personally, I mean, I will listen, you know, I don't necessarily always sit down in one setting and listen to everybody. I'll kind of break it up. And, and, and sometimes that works better for me because I kind of get away and clean the palate, if you will, and and uh, get a different perspective or a new perspective as I listen to other voices and then go back and re-listen to the ones that I had pre-selected. And, and you know, it's, it's kind of a process. Now, when you get down to the casting, and you've been doing this for a, a number of years, and you've had a lot of experience with casting, do you find there's a particular quality that you look for that's consistent in voice actors, something that, that sort of always stands out for you? Yeah, I think, again, it really depends on the project. But the one thing that, that always stands out, and, and, and you've probably heard it a thousand times, is we want that non-announcer guy mm-hmm. or gal, you know? <laughs> sure. And, um, and I think that's, you know, over the last few years, that's been the trend. Everybody likes the person who is going to deliver the message and deliver it with some confidence and strength, but yet don't want that DJ, don't want to sound like I'm being announced to. So if I get something, the one thing I get from creatives probably 100% of the time that's included in specs is non-announcer, you know, so, which I find amusing, but, but uh, that's kind of the, the trend we want. You know, we're looking for somebody that's, uh, first of all, you, you, uh, for me, I, I like, like, just do I like the voice, the quality of the, of the voice, you know, and, and that kind of sets it off. And then you kind of listen for believability. Do you, you know, do you, do you think this person is real? And um, and not only the voice quality, but like the character of the voice and, and, and how they portray things and and uh, the, the nuance and how they can handle nuance. Um, sometimes, you know, we'll get a couple reads, multiple reads. And, and so there you would listen, like, is there a range? Can they go to different places or do they give me three reads and they all sound the same? Uh, how do they handle subtlety? You know, a lot of times you get multiple reads, you can you can actually hear the subtle nuance and the, and the differences, and that tells you something about their ability and their acting abilities. You know, sometimes if they throw in improv, you know, you can, uh, depending on the project, um, that tells you that, well, they think on their feet, and they might bring something to the party that we're not even thinking of. And that works a good percentage of the time. Sometimes the clients are very strict, and they only want to hear their copy, and when they do hear improv, they go, oh, my God, well, they do that, but 
Mm. You know, I can't, you know, if it's improv, they'll not deliver my copy. And how do we know what that's going to sound like? So it really depends on the project. But, but those are some of the things that I, you know, you kind of listen to and pay attention to and, and, and help guide you in making the decision. You touched on the shift away from a more announcery sound, which is definitely something that gets drummed into us on a daily basis. But I, I want to get your opinion on this. My gut says that this shift toward a more sort of personable, uh, relatable voice, and it's really gone all the way across the board, not just in commercial advertising, but also in promo, has been very much driven by the advertising industry away from the stentorian voice telling you what to buy as opposed to a different tactic sort of saying hey we're sort of peers here and maybe here's this interesting thing that you might want to know about would would you agree with that i do agree with that in fact you know a lot of times in the in the booth itself the the direction is okay i'm sitting here with you and we're just having a cup of coffee and you're just kind of telling me something you know and you're, you're 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 just giving me some information you're just sharing something you learned you know and so so even in the, 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 the directing, we're kind of going that way, that, that we just want to hear somebody that's, uh, that's believable, is our friend, is our neighbor, and they're sharing good information, uh, you know, that they know about it, they're confident about it, but it isn't, they're not hyping it, they're not selling it, they're just sharing it. And, you know, and I think we've been doing that for quite a while now. Now, let's talk a little bit about what you expect of a voice talent once you have them in the booth and you've cast a spot besides obviously not sucking you uh, have certain expectations of the talent uh, talk about a little bit of what you look for once you've got the talent in the booth well not sucking is a good place to start <laughs> I think that's uh, that's a good place um, obviously professionalism you know that the, the phones are off and all the basic stuff that you would just you know just goes without saying um, but but you want somebody that hopefully understands the copy in the words and, and, and um, you know, uh, reads the copy and, and knows that where the different beats are and, and, and how to interpret what's being said. And it's, it's, it's not that easy, you know, um, but that's what, that's what I'm looking for. So, and, and actually somebody that's comfortable in the booth and somebody that, that I can talk to relate to and, and, um, and, uh, and somebody who listens to direction and, and can kind of understand what it is we're, we're, we're going for. Well, you've done some voiceover work on campaigns yourself, including I know you, you've done a couple of spots for Kibbles and Bits and some others. Did you enjoy your time behind the mic? I loved it. I, I really do enjoy that and enjoy the process. I find it to, uh, to be uh, quite fulfilling. It's not as easy as it appears, you know, and I've, I've, I've learned that. Um, and uh, I've actually, uh, I think you know this, I mean, I've taken some acting lessons and I've taken some directing lessons and I've taken some voiceover classes and, and not necessarily to do it, but, but to try to understand what goes on. And, and, and even within the classes, it's a lot easier than being in the booth and having to do it and having to deliver. And, and I, <laughs> I have the utmost respect for people that do it for a living and, 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 and more so the people that make it look easy, you know, um, it's, it's not as easy as it appears. It's, you just don't show up and start talking, you know. Well, it sounds like it's given you some perspective. And, and also just from the work that we've done together, I know that you sort of speak the language of actors and you know how to uh, translate what it is that you want to hear into words so that you can give that to somebody and say, hey, can you kind of do it this way? Uh, that's a skill that a lot of uh, directors and production people come up a little short on. And so it's it's I find it very encouraging that you've taken the time to hone your craft in that way, taking classes and the like. 
Well, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I you know, everybody's different, and and um, I, you know, you, you can go everywhere from setting the scene, and you know, you were you're in the lonely room with your grandmother who just had a heart attack. You know, you can start with that, or you can just give them a mood where this is quiet and let's go from there. Or uh, you know, sometimes you just uh, the best thing is to let them start just whatever they bring to the party. I mean, I, I think I, I hopefully try to do that as much as possible where. It's let's hear you read it, your interpretation of it, before I start mucking it up with whatever my thoughts are or the client's thoughts are. Um, because a lot of times uh, that's the best. Uh, you know, uh, if, you, if you've uh, cast correctly and, and, and uh, the actor is good, they're going to bring something that you haven't even anticipated. So it's, I find it's better to start off by just letting them do it, go through it a couple times, see what they bring to the party. And if you want to change something or go in a different direction, um, work on it after that. But... Um, you know, to appreciate what the actor has and what they're bringing, and 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 that's where I like to start anyway. Well, sometimes all... you just wind up saying, you know, obviously sometimes you do say, well, just do it again, just because, you know, or or you get somebody in a role, you know, where they're 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 on a they're starting to get it, starting to get it, starting to get it, and and you work with them just like I guess a director would work with an on-camera actor, where you. Uh, try to get them in one direction and then maybe they're so far off and it's done intentionally so that you can now pull them back and when they come back they're kind of where they're somewhere in the middle exactly where you want them you know and so it's it, 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 I, I treat it as, as, as if you're directing an actor you're working with an actor it isn't just okay say some words and let's go home it's 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 let's let's mold this thing and let's let's build on it and 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 hopefully that gets a better product and technology has played a big part in that as well. Uh, we are long past the days where you went directly onto reel to reel, and you would have to cut and splice with a wax pencil and a razor blade. Now with Pro Tools, you're able to sort of fly things in. Uh, do you find that that's obviously freeing, but do you find that there's a certain tendency to kind of overwork things in your head too? Because you're like, well, I can take something from this take and something from that take and, and make it sort of difficult for you to settle? Uh, no, actually, that's I, I enjoy the technology because and embrace it because it does allow us to 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 work that way. And I hear certain things, and while I'm recording, I I, I do kind of make notes, and I'm you know as we go along, and I'll, I'll actually think, well, I can take that from there and put it over here, and 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 I, I as much as sometimes it doesn't work because sometimes it winds up being too mechanical, and and that whole natural thing you're going for goes out the window because you've just cut it, you know. To, to shreds and, and there's no there, there's no uh, there's no flow to there it anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but hopefully that doesn't happen. And and actually going back, I'm I've been around long enough when we were cutting on quarter inch tape and cutting things and and I had great training because I worked with a creative director who actually we would cut us and the T from the the and we we actually spent time doing that stuff trying to build things. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, but. <laughs> That was back in the days of cutting tape. It was it was not fun, and the and the studios loved it because we'd be there for days. Yeah. Um, but now with technology, you know, you can cut it, and and it's it, it's good because you can say, okay, well, let's just listen rather than talk about it, or is that going to work, or geez, if we do it, we're going to invest two hours. We, we just in moments you do it, it either works or it doesn't. So so for me, the technology is a great tool, and and, and I think it's actually helped the process. Well, Joe Stanley, thank you so much for uh, being on the the podcast and, and sharing all of your insights. Uh, I think it's been it's been really invaluable. Stephen, my pleasure. It's uh, it's been enjoyable working with you and and uh, many other actors that I've worked with, and uh, 
hopefully we'll do it soon again. <laughs> Thank you, brother. That voiceover podcast is a co-production of Half Full and Get Creative, Inc. Thanks for listening. I'm Stephen Cox.